It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. The Browns have now dropped four straight games in a row. They are two and five. They lose to the Ravens, who jump up to four and three. The Browns would have had a chance to go over the Ravens in the standings if they would have picked up a crucial win in the AFC North today. That did not happen, and it did not happen by three points. So the Browns have uh, now lost, what, five out of the last six against the Ravens, and they fall by a final of 23-20. Daryl, you know, I, I just I wonder with all the amount of money being invested into this team, the talent that a lot of people have, and rumblings about discontent again after the game, and players calling out players, uh, which was the storyline of the week last week about trying to get guys motivated. You wonder what the Haslam factor is on this team. And uh, I'll ask you straight up, what do you think? I mean, we've seen at times where they had no patience at all and were ready to fly through head coaches. And then you had Hugh Jackson, who they sat with through, you know, 31 losses, 31 losses. Is that right? Yeah, I do the math now that we are playing 17 games. So, uh, Daryl, your thoughts on the Haslam factor? Oh, I think people are getting fired at the end of the year. Unless unless there is a massive turnaround, I absolutely think people get fired at the end of the year. They're spending way too much money. They got way too much talent on this roster, and they're not winning games. And uh, coaching is a big part of that. Um, you can blame the, the GM for the team-building process and the lack of production that you're getting there. But if this goes the way I think it's going to go, I, th- I think people will get fired. Yeah. Because that, it, the, the Haslam's look, I mean, for all the criticism that they have gotten since taking this thing over. And by the way, this is the 10th anniversary uh, of them uh, being approved for the team. Wow. Um, and the only year that the team was any good was the year they weren't allowed around the team. And that was in 2020. They won 11 games and went to the playoffs. Remember? No, no, they, they had to, they had to board up the building to separate everybody from the football team. Football team was sequestered. And ever since the sequester ended, everything's gone to hell. I'm just pointing that out. I'm not blaming the Haslam's. I'm just saying it's a weird coincidence 
that as soon as everything went back to normal, as far as uh, access to the football team, everything's gone to hell since. So, um, but they, they're not patient people. They invest heavily in the team. They want to win. Um, and I just, my take on the situation is people will get fired at the end of the year. So, um, <laughs> not going to lie. I was really looking forward to covering the Cavaliers in January. I have a feeling I'm going to be doing other things in January and none of it has anything to do with the playoffs. So, um, I, I cause look, I, how, how can, like, first of all, Mike prefer definitely has to get fired. Joe Woods could possibly save his job. If he, if the defense does turn it around, I think prefer has to go. Special teams is an abomination every freaking week. There's something on special teams, whether it's given up a 46 yard return today. Um, the fact that they brought a ball at it. Look, anything kicked into the end zone should be a touchback automatically with the Cleveland Browns punt punt return should just be fair catches um, because that's all they can do. Um, then you have the, the bad snap from Hewlett on the PAT who we never talk about, right? I mean, he's like, been the most consistent player on this team has, for the longest. And then you know, today for the first time, then I started more. I got worried. Snappers, once you get the yips, he got. Well, I got worried on the on the offside about him too because, I mean, rarely we ever talk about him at all, which means he's doing his job. And then you had two plays that surrounded your long snapper. Yep. And I, I don't. I mean, I just the special teams is a disaster. It's it's an unmitigated disaster. In fact, I would leave Mike Prefer in Baltimore. Um, but you know, I, I, I they're just they're not patient people. They don't have time for nonsense. They don't have time for the blame game. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't imagine that the Haslam's are going to be very patient. I just like I, I can't. There's no way we see a bye week blow up here. No, is there no, no because, way. I can't. I don't see. Yeah, any, there's no, no use in it. And, and like I said, marked improvement and performance from the defense today. So I think that that should dial down the heat that Joe Woods has been on under. Um, and again, I go back to what I said earlier. Like we all just assume that Joe Woods sucks as a defensive coordinator and no one's willing to just blame the players for not being very good. And which then I put on the general manager because the general manager is the one that brought him in here to, you you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that they will stay the course with everything until the end of the season. And then you go into your postseason evaluation and you you figure stuff out from there. Look, I can make a case to bring Kevin, Kevin Stefanski back. The offense is, is good. It performs week in and week out. They start the game strong. Um, when they're not asking Jacoby Brissett to be the hero, Brissett is serviceable as a quarterback, right? Uh, Bill Callahan, their offensive line coach, is one of the best in the business. So if you fire Stefanski, you lose him. I would argue that Stump Mitchell's one of the best running backs coaches in the business. You fire Stefanski, you lose him, right? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there are, it, it's easy to sit here and just be like, fire everybody at the end of the year. Team sucked, season went to hell, so just fire everybody, right? That's easy to say, but while football is an emotional game, is evidenced by what's being reported coming out of Baltimore with some of the shouting and, and yelling that happened in the locker room while reporters were standing outside the door. Uh, supposedly, um, you know, you can't make emotional decisions when it comes to your head coaches and stuff. Now, you know, Hugh Jackson, they kept around because they thought they acknowledged that they might've did him wrong a little bit with the rebuild. 
and the the tanking, not tanking, wink, wink, nudge, nudge uh, that they did for, for a couple of years. They wanted to give him an honest chance to be successful. By then, he had just been encumbered by the losing and the slop that that ensued, and he just he can never recover from that. Um, and, and then there's other things behind the scenes, uh, where you're deliberately undermining things. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't think that they're going to be patient. I'm sorry. Um, and, and look, I would understand why they spend a Andy, they spend so much money on this team. They really, oh, do. They, they spare no expense when it comes to the roster. They were the highest spending team a year ago, cash out the door and they didn't make the playoffs. I have to look at the numbers this year, but I'm pretty sure they're in the top three cash out the door again this year, and they're not going to make the playoffs. So that's two straight years where they have been among the top spenders in the league cash out the door, and they're not going to have anything to show for it. And again, your GM gave up three first-round picks, six picks in total, to bring in a quarterback that's going to have absolutely no effect on your team this year. Fingers crossed he has a positive effect for the, the subsequent years to follow. But it doesn't even matter, I think, at this point, if Deshaun plays or not, because they're the, the season's pretty much shot at 2-5. and five. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, yeah, I mean, what are you looking at? Six games for him, right? So, yeah. What, what, I mean, what you hope to now, what you hope to establish with him when he comes back is that gets in the offense, operates it, gets comfortable with Stefanski, and you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you're hoping on so that you go into the offseason building something kind of like the Eric Mangini thing, minus the, the big, uh, 12, uh, you know, or so game losing streak to, to start that year where they ended up losing or they ended up winning their final four games. Right. Right. Four and 12. Right. right. So, um, you're hoping that you finish the season in that fashion where it, it it's positive and you can carry that over, but for the carryover crowd defense last year was great at the end of the season. Guess how much of that carried over next year into the, I mean, or I should say into this season, nothing did. So you, you, unfortunately you just, you can't count on that, but yeah, I mean, you, you put me on the hot seat and, and want to know if I think that the Haslam's will stay the course with this group based on the results that they have right now and why they have the results that they have right now. No, like I, I can't justify it. I, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I, I would totally get it if they, but now again, that's the emotional reaction to everything. What is out there for you? I'm not, I'll be honest with you, Andy. I hope they don't fire Stefanski. I'll tell you why. Why? Because I don't want another unproven coordinator in here with his first NFL head coaching job and the expectation he's got to win. There's not, there, there's no veteran coach that's at, well, Sean Payton is out there. That's it. I mean, that's in, and do you honestly think, as much as I love Cleveland, Ohio, I love it with all my heart, okay? Right. But do you honestly think Sean Payton wants to come to Cleveland, Ohio and coach the Cleveland Browns, which is owned by the Haslams, 
and their short fuse and X, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Now they are appealing because franchise quarterback is in Deshaun Watson, uh, franchise running money. back, Nick Chubb. Money's you got not your an tight issue. end and David Njoku, by the way. Njoku on National Tight End Day before he suffered the ankle injury. Seven <laughs> catches, 71 yards. Another another strong performance from him. He's having a good year. He's having a really good year. It's amazing what, hop- uh, what happens when you give guys opportunities. Kevin Stefanski can learn from that. Nick Chubb. Yeah, I was just looking at Peyton's ties to, you know, anything that would be even close to us uh, other than the fact... Do we know he, if he's even visited a pilot flying J gas station? Do we know he, that? Well, he's been in the vicinity. He was at uh he was at the offensive coordinator at Miami of Ohio. Oh, but there we go. That's not exactly Cleveland. Um But it is as a, he was a he's member of the Pittsburgh state. Gladiators in eighty seven. Did Cleveland so, have a team back then? Um I, yeah, I think we did. Didn't Earl Bruce coach that team? The the Cleveland Oh, wait a minute, if they were the Pittsburgh I, well I don't even know. I, no, in 1987, he was with the Chicago Bruisers, the Pittsburgh Gladiators, the Ottawa Rough Riders, the Bears, and the, I don't know, somebody Panthers. Oh, that was 88. Never mind. In England, I think is where he was. So forget about that whole yeah, logic. So for the I, don't, I really don't want them to fire Stefanski. No, I want to see what he looks like with Watson at the end of the season. Me neither. I, I really don't want to go. And I don't want, I don't want to lose Callahan. I don't want to lose Stump Mitchell. There's a lot of really good things that go mm-hmm. along with this coaching staff, it's just a matter of putting this thing together. And, you know, it, the hard part is it's it, it's all reachable with the exception of one loss. Every one of these games comes down to two, three plays. Well, no, I've, even the Patriots' loss is two, three plays. Yeah. Four turnovers, just, 24 points, yeah. Andy. You know what I mean? They literally yeah, gave but, that game away. <laughs> it's just. It's the it, only game I felt like they really just, you know. But you, you know, know what? what? Yeah. Good teams find a way to win and bad teams find ways to lose. And unfortunately, the Browns are a bad team. They have found ways to lose. Good calls in their favor or not in their favor or whatever. They just, they always find ways to lose. Uh, Daryl, let's do this again on Tuesday morning. How's that sound? Sound good to you? I uh, will be having a beverage and or two or three. And uh, yeah, sounds good. We appreciate you. We always thank you for listening, and we're glad that you're a part of the podcast just by listening. We want to get some feedback from you, too. So on Instagram, it's at GameDayCLE. He's Daryl. I'm Andy for our producer, Meredith Kane, who just kicks, kicks you know what, every week. Make sure that we get on the air and make sure everything's good to go. Thank you, Meredith. Browns fall in this postgame edition against the Ravens 23-20. It's always game day. In-